Hey folks, welcome to Podcast 28. My name is Duncan, I'm your host. And this evening we're going to be discussing how to clear the clutter. I trust everybody is well and in good spirits this evening. If it's your first time listening to this podcast, welcome. I hope you find some interesting facts and figures and discussions regarding mental health. And as always, please feel free to reach out if there's anything you need feel free to contact me. Mental fatigue and burnout is such a real and somewhat unrealized problem in our lives that this podcast is aimed at helping you gain some clarity in your mental processes and relieve you of clutter that serves no purpose at all. We will be addressing both the physical decluttering, but our main focus will be mostly on the mental aspects of decluttering your brain. There's no need to go the minimalist route here when we're talking about decluttering, even though it's not a bad idea, but rather help yourself create a procedure or process to constantly eliminate the stuff that clutters up our thought processes and keeps our brain occupied on items that are of no relevance whatsoever. There are two stipulations with respect to this podcast And these are required in order for this process to become a habit. And these two stipulations are as follows. Believe firstly that this process is required and believe that it is possible. Second point is realize visually what the outcome will be for you both physically and mentally. So starting with the physical decluttering. This gives your mind a concept to relate to and an awareness of the objectives wish to achieve. Believe it or not, this process goes a whole lot easier if your mind is in on it. So starting with the physical. Consider your home or dwelling and identify any item that you have not used or appreciated in the last six months. Set this aside or make a decision right there and then whether you'll ever make use of this item again. If you will, it goes into deep storage, out of sight. If it's not going to be used in the foreseeable future, then it goes into the charity pile. Trust me when I say you'll become the charity master once this process is completed. Items that are broken and you've been meaning to repair or get repaired need to go, especially if they've been hanging around like longer than six months. Items you're keeping for other people need to be returned or a solution needs to be found to store them out of your personal space. Sentimental items or items being kept out of obligation to family members needs to be put in deep storage if you have to keep them. Duplicated items need to be thinned out to the bare minimum. Any items that fall into the I might need it one day category goes to charity. Done. Don't keep junk drawers or cupboards. Have a place for everything and keep everything in its place. Create the habit of returning used items to their rightful place immediately after use. Clean up before going to bed so that you start the next day with a blank canvas. Clean up after doing a project or activity that created a mess. Do not delay in cleaning this up as it clutters the mind and bothers it until it is actually done. When you can carry on populating this list for ages. But the bottom line is, get rid of the clutter. 
There are things that have been lying around your house or your garage or even at work. Stuff that's been lying there for weeks or months that you've been meaning to get to. If you haven't done it in the last six months, dump it if there's no value to it. If there is value, donate it to charity. Give it away to somebody who can actually make use of it. Okay, so that takes care of the physical. The next item we need to consider are the mental aspects. And this is where the real fun and challenge comes in. There are so many different techniques that we can employ that need to be considered. And you can use several different methods. The objective stays the same though. And by keeping that objective in mind, it will help you remain focused. Early on in this process, you need to decide on your priorities. This is a very broad subject, I know, but consider what it is you wish to achieve. Be that in your career, your relationships, family, or recreational activities. Secondly, create a list of all your objectives or goals per category according to your list of priorities. Thirdly, and create a comprehensive list of all the items that hinder you in achieving those goals, be they physical or mental. Now that your mind has started thinking along those lines, so by writing these down, you're cataloging your priorities and their hindrances. This will bring about clarity in your mind, and then you will find an abundance of applications online or on your smartphone that can assist you with this list. There is absolutely no need to assign all this information to memory or clutter your day with constant reminders of these objectives. Having them close by or on your phone or your computer allows you to go back to them and populate them with additional ideas and thoughts that you don't want to forget. You don't have to keep them in your mind and constant reminders appear every couple of hours as to what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. Put a list down, populate the list, expand your list as you need to. You can cultivate this habit to record almost anything you need to, be that phone numbers, people's names and associations. The quality of your list needs to duplicate your mental process. So if you think of somebody you first think of their name, you think of their occupation, you think of their phone number, their area they come from, write all that down. Keeping them catalogued allows peace of mind for your brain to know that A, there is a reference system, a hard copy somewhere, and where you stored that information. And not to constantly remind yourself about its actual information. Another tried and tested method of decluttering the mind is to keep a diary. By keeping a diary, we are able to recall any information that we wrote down and expand on it at any given time. So, some people prefer the diary method as they can explore their passions of imagination and record actual events in story form. Some people find it easier and other people shy away from using a diary. Whatever your personal choice is and whatever suits you, whether it's a, a fact item per item list or whether you put it into diary form. But even your diary form needs some structure in order to understand it when you go back to it in a month or two's time. 
The constant chatter we experience on a day-to-day basis will now have a home, and the mind will not dwell on this chatter as it knows it has it recorded and easily accessible should it be required to go back and deal with something in the future. Topics for your journal will vary from day to day, but try to categorize these entries too. For example, items that you worried about. So you have a page, a blank page, and say, what am I worried about? You write those down. Another page, goals and objectives. What are your goals in each sphere of your life? What are the objectives of those goals and why are you doing it? Another page, how you plan on achieving those goals. Okay, but there are so many different steps that you have to take. You need to work those out over a period of time. So how you plan on achieving those goals is critical. And that is a constant list of growing items. So have a big page or multiple pages. Relationships and associations that are troubling you. Who's giving you uphill? Who's being nice to you? Write all of this down so that your mind can see the acceptable norm. Positive, negative. You need to make that distinction. And then obviously work on occupational matters. You know, work and what you're doing and how it's going and your career. Get another page for that. Work it all out. Write down the important factors for your occupation. And then obviously you're looking at relationships, relatives, extended family, spouse, children, parents. Going through all those steps needs to, it needs to be recorded so that you can have reference to it. These are important matters that your mind constantly fights or dwells on. And now there are obviously hundreds of other subjects, but this is just a snippet of examples that I wanted to mention. The next big activity that you need to get into the habit of practicing, and that is letting go of the past. Problems, issues, failures, even triumphs, these all clutter the brain to such an extent that you can lose track of where you are and what it is you should be doing. Make a conscious effort to get rid of the negative issues from your past by dealing with them through your diary, through your listing, for one last time. Tell your mind that this is the last time you are addressing these, and then maintain the discipline to enforce that ruling. So what I'm getting at here is you have a childhood hurt, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, um, somebody hurt you mentally, uh, emotionally, they troubled you, or you did something to somebody else and it's troubled you all your life. In your diary or in your listing space, whatever method you use, you need to make a conscious effort and you tell yourself repeatedly, this is the last time I am dealing with this hurt. You write it down, you explore it, you dwell in it, you spend time with it, but you work it out and accept it as the last time you're going to deal with it. You may remember it, but you're not going to let it affect you. That is the reason for the diary. You write it down, you express your innermost thoughts, your innermost passions, your emotions, you express that. Get that out of your system. 
you need to let that old stuff just go. So deal with it, but have an agreement with your mind that this is the last time you're dealing with it. There is no greater hindrance on this decluttering path we are on than mental self-indulgence. Reminiscing on past activities and events clutter up the mind to such an extent that it becomes a hindrance to our day-to-day -day thinking. What's done is done. No matter what amount of remembering or debating or reminiscing over past actions we do, there's absolutely nothing that will change. You can't go back and change the words you spoke. You can't go back and change the words you heard. That is done. Seal it and bury it. Okay, so we got that far. The next big task is to stop multitasking as much as we do. Multitasking has its advantages and its place in our lives, but having multiple tasks or projects on the go at the same time is counterproductive, as we never get the opportunity to focus and get one done. There will always be a distraction when multitasking, and by listing your priorities you are able to tackle them one by one, knowing you can get it done 100% and then move on to the next, most important item or topic on your list. Decluttering your mind is your main priority, so making a list of how to achieve this is your first task. By focusing on your unfinished project for the garden or for work will distract you from your priority list. And then both of these items or topics suffer from a lack of attention and clarity. Besides these points, it will take so much longer to complete a task and in a work environment this does not reflect well for your productivity scoring and evaluations. Your mind is so much more at peace with itself if it only has one task to focus on at a time. Completing the task adds a sense of achievement to everything you do and automatically makes us look good to the outside world. Then another topic that requires considerable attention is limiting the information we absorb on a daily basis. Take a look at the immense amount of information we are bombarded with every day. Billboards, signage, while you're going to work, while you're coming home from work, while you go out for a meal. There's so many adverts and signage and flashing lights and distractions. Then you've got newspapers and magazines that we will spend an hour reading and not essentially learning that much. That news is mostly negative and magazines are designed, unfortunately these days, to include a lot of scandal and hearsay and trash talking. Advertising. How many adverts do you see in a day? How many adverts are thrown at you through your cell phone, your TV, your internet, browser, your... The, uh, you know what I'm talking about. There is just so much being thrown at you. TV and radio, satellite channels, social media, computers, smartphones, social groups and clubs distract you. If we do not limit our exposure to these distractions, they will control over every waking thought 
and obviously in some cases influence your dreams as well. We need to be wary of what we expose ourselves to. This is not doomsday prophecies, this is reality. If you had to calculate how much gets thrown at you by marketing and media companies, it's their job, I understand that. But how much do you absorb, how much do you notice? That is the trick, that is the question. As an example, let's just take one scenario out of our daily, weekly, monthly lifestyles. Think about the incredible amount of information our brain processes while shopping at the local supermarket. How many brand names, how many ingredient names, how many bottle sizes, how many bottle shapes, how many colors, what are the smells, what are the noises we are being exposed to, let alone the people all over the place, in front of you, behind you, the workers, the public. Our senses are being overloaded with input. Ben, then consider, while in that environment, you adding the stress of work, or your kids, or the vehicle that's not running properly and keeps breaking down. You have thoughts of politics, religion, your finances. These items all plague you constantly. We're in the supermarket. We're buying groceries for the month. Can you afford this? Can't you afford this? Is this good for you? Is this bad for you? Just slow down quickly and think about how much information your brain has to process in a half-hour shopping trip or an hour shopping trip for month-end groceries. If you work it out second to second, it is... It's an immense amount of information. It's no wonder that we have to deal with so many stressed out and overloaded individuals in life. You need to focus on the task. In the shopping mall or in the shopping environment, the first thing we need to do is focus on the shopping and only the shopping by creating a list Prior to going to the supermarket, you are able to shop clearly, concisely. You don't deviate. You don't just handpick things off the shelves and read ingredients and whatnot. You get in, you locate your products, you pack them into the basket, you get to a pay point, you pay, you leave, and finally you breathe. If you want to go window shopping in the supermarket, allocate a time for that. Now this sounds weird, I know. But if you want to train your brain, and this comes into play a lot here, you need to be disciplined and focus on what your task is in front of you right now. If you want to go into a supermarket to go and browse, then you go in just to browse. You don't go in to buy stuff and then browse a bit and then take stuff off the shelf and put it back. You go in, you get what you want, you get out. Or you go in... You window shop, and if you want, buy then. But you know you're, you, you've allocated a window shopping element to your brain. Your brain can understand that. It doesn't have to fight with the principle of money. It doesn't have to fight with the principle of timekeeping. You've allocated half an hour to wander around the shop and look at the stuff you're interested in. You can then buy it if you want, but your mind has allocated X amount of time for playing. Let it play. So 
something else we need to consider in this decluttering process is the ability to be decisive. Being decisive and knowing what it is you want before the time frees up the mind from debate, indecisiveness and quandary. Why debate the pros and cons of a matter at the time of having to deal or to make a decision on that matter? If you get to a decision point, you should have already worked out the correct way to go. Then there's no decision left to make in the heat of the moment. Knowing what it is you want beforehand allows you to sidestep all the mental anguish that normally takes place in a pressurized environment or circumstance. If you're dealing with life issues, create a pros and cons list or do some research online to wrap. W-R-A-P. It's a method which is just another way of making decisions and it's well worth looking into. Keep an ear and an eye out for the podcast with respect to rap in future. This method of decision making is quite interesting. Um, I will expand. It's a whole different lesson in itself. It's a whole different podcast in itself. But just Google WRAP method decision making and you'll find it. You can do your own research there. It, it's, it, it's, it, it's interesting, basically. Being decisive creates confidence, consistency, and boosts your mental state of balance. And of course, it eliminates the hesitation and confusion dramatically. People watching you will be impressed that you don't dither or get confused or hesitate. You just go in, do what you need to get out. Whether that is a relationship, whether it is a work decision or a meeting or you know, any scenario that you have to make a decision, not necessarily in a hurry, but a clear-cut decision and stick to it, these are the factors that need to be taken into consideration. Being decisive creates confidence, consistency, and boosts your mental state of balance. And of course, it eliminates the hesitation and confusion dramatically. So the next factor we need to consider and discuss in this decluttering process is that of routine. Routine carries a lot of weight when it comes to clearing out the clutter. Your brain goes into automatic mode and things that are routine do not require any great mental prowess or ability at that time. Everyday decisions are taken care of if you institute a routine whether that be your breakfast menu, the time or the method of eating breakfast, perhaps your routine for getting up in the mornings and preparing for the day. This eliminates the need for constant decision making, thus freeing up the mind. Now, obviously it is not a good thing to have such a routine that you become robot-like. Knowing beforehand what it is you're going to be doing allows free thinking space in between all your chores, activities and responsibilities. Your mind knows what time it has to be active, what time it can chill and what time you can attach to other thought patterns and other emotions or concentrations for that matter. So the next topic we're going to touch on is to prioritize your life. 
by prioritizing your life, there's very little hesitation or decision making to be made. Everything that is in favor of you achieving the goals and priorities you have set are already in place. It is a natural function of your brain and won't get caught up in trying to figure out what is important and what is not. Your brain has already concluded what is the priority for today or the priority for now or the priority for this week, whether it's work, personal, relationships, whatever the case might be. Your brain doesn't have to wonder what it's going to do when that point comes. Because of your goal setting and because of your prioritizing, it already knows. It doesn't have to waste time. Your brain, believe it or not, needs that reassurance that it's going to work out. And then last, but by no means the least important of all of this, is meditation. Now I do know that a lot of people roll their eyes at the thought of meditation. But keeping in mind here that we aim to declutter our minds here. And one of the oldest and most common methods is that of meditation. Meditation's sole purpose is to quieten the mind. There's simply no other objective. Bring your concentration to a point where nothing else exists and you are free of this world for however long you can concentrate. What this does is it allows your mind and your soul breathing room. It's like a hard reset on computers. I highly recommend it. And please do some research and figure out what best suits you. Everyone has their take on it. But find a way to quieten your mind and you will not regret this decision. There is, however, one word of warning on the use and practice of meditation. And that there are dozens of practitioners out there that claim some truly wondrous activities and experiences and results. Please keep in mind that we want to get our mind under control. That is the sole purpose of what we aim to do. If we do it ourselves in a manner that is conducive to longevity and lifestyle changes that are best suited to your own expectations, it's better than following or practicing some weird or outlandish method using drugs or chemicals or hypnosis. These will be short-lived and harmful to your psyche. There is a place in our lives for all that type of stuff. But if you get hoping to gain control over your mind and this scatterbrain attitude so many of us are afflicted by, you don't have to meditate in a spiritual way or in a religious way. Your meditation is just to quieten the mind down, eliminate as many thoughts as possible. Concentrate on one item and let your mind revolve around one single point. Getting rid of everything else will give your mind the clarity. And as I say, it's like a, a reset button on a PC. Switch it off, switch it on. That's all you're doing. Because when you switch on again, you will see things that you've been puzzling over in a different light and possibly find an easier or quicker or less harmful route to achieve your goals and your ambitions. 
Your mind is the most active, brilliant and complex item we will ever own. And it, we do own it. But we need to control it. It's capable of things you haven't even imagined yet. Do not sully it with drugs and medication or chemicals or weird practices. Spend some time. Do a thorough investigation. Conduct this yourself. Don't necessarily listen to other people. Get guidelines, yes. But you need to satisfy your intellect. And you need to understand what effect this meditation will have on you before you start exploring. Do the research. Check it out. But the objective is to quieten your mind so that you can gain perspective. Folks, as always, thank you so much for joining me today. Take care of yourselves. Keep an eye out for each other. We'll be chatting again soon. All the best. Bye-bye.